Do you think there's a main thing that holds most people back from from actually living life that they want? Yeah. What do you think is a very common trait? A trait would be different than like a limiting belief, but both. A trait is close-mindedness, or oh, I, I kind of I kind of synonymously use it with like conviction. Like you think you are so right about something mm. that you don't explore the complete other side. But if you're a closed-minded person and you're not open to experiencing things that are greater than you from a different part of the world, even. Yeah. Uh, I know we just went through this uh, this talk with our our uh, Chinese healing therapist, mm-hmm. um, but she's been doing this for 17 years and has seen amazing results. And some people will immediately dismiss that as some woo-woo shit, right? Yeah. But what if you learn one thing about how your body? operates that completely changes something for you mm-hmm. right like if you have like an upset stomach because of something you eat but you haven't figured it out what it is yet but there's an equal and opposite thing that will actually help your stomach to digest that kind of stuff that one piece of knowledge could be 40 years of happier living yeah absolutely. and like even if that alone has so much value into it so i think close-mindedness to answer your question close-mindedness and like a conviction that what you're doing is exactly what you should be doing it and what everyone should be doing because mm-hmm. if you're doing something it's often because you believe it to be really productive or it helps you in some sort of way the sacred Jonas podcast it's a sacred man so yeah what's up bro <laughs> what's up sacred um dude so you did your first cold plunge today yeah man something we've been looking forward to for a long time yeah absolutely run me through your experience um, so you might have been looking forward to it. Um, I have not. <laughs> However, I know the be- I know there's supposed to be some benefits. So, um, man, at the end of the day, going in, I just, from what I have seen on the internet, from what I have read about, from what I've heard from some interviews, mind over matter. So that was my thought process going in. Um, it was cold as hell, man. <laughs> <laughs> But, um, <laughs> I mean, from what you'll probably be seeing on the footage, mind over matter. It was what, what cold, is, but you wouldn't know that it was, you wouldn't know it looking at me. <laughs> yeah, Brady. Bray was like, Bray was trying to make it colder for me because he thought, oh, he's, 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 he's got this or something. I'm just trying not to react. <laughs> so he was putting like uh, extra ice cubes on my spine, on my head, moving the circulation of the actual water just to make it colder. I'm like, bro, you don't need to do this. I'm freezing. But yeah. what was the what was like the bodily sensation like? Um, I, I, what I can say is I felt great when I got out. But really, just going in, it's you know you dunk yourself in. It's cold as hell, and your body just wants to leave. You just want to jump out, jump straight out. And, um, you know, after watching somebody do it before me, I thought that it would get better <laughs> as, as the time progressed, but um, it didn't. It just, I think, minute and a half, I'm like, okay, I need to get out of here. But I'm just like, got to do it for three minutes, got to do it for three minutes, got to do it for three minutes. So, I mean, what, what was your experience like? Oh, man. I'll, I'll dive into that. I'll dive into that in a sec. Okay. I want, I want to kind of expand on mine, but okay. I, have a, I have one more question for you I don't want to forget. So sure, sure. let's say I'm an alien. I'm coming down to earth. Uh-huh. I don't know the definitions of these words. I don't know cold. I don't know pain. I don't know whatever these feelings are that you're describing hard, right? Mm-hmm. How would you physically describe it? 
you don't know. So you want me to describe cold? Descri- you want me to describe yeah. pain? Describe, so, um, the only body, thing I can do is I can feel. Okay, so your body... How do I describe this without using cold or pain? It was cold and painful, bro. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, how do I describe it? Yeah. How do I describe how my body felt? I, I I just what I'm saying is it's just you want to get out. It's not natural, you know. It's it's not natural to be in that type of cold, especially yeah. for for especially for an African man, African American man <laughs> such as myself. Yeah. White people shit. No, I'm kidding. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, but <laughs> <I think. laughs> yeah, no, but bro, I don't know how to describe that. Like, how would you describe it? Like, yeah. Besides saying that, I literally just wanted to leave. Right. So you know, it's just a sensation where you're, you're freezing, you're shivering, and an example just, would be like when when Bray put the ice on your spine, it felt like sharp needles poking into your skin. Your shins feel heavy and dull. Because the cold was kind of made it feel like your bones were being crushed. Yeah, that's not how it felt for me. Yeah, so how it feels for you. It's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of, it's, but a sharp pain, it hurts worse than that. Um, it wakes you up. Um, it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. Like, I mean, like, it's not sharp, it's not dull, but it's, I don't know, bro. I'm not good with descriptive words. No words, no words, no words. <laughs> I got you. Um, so how did it feel for you, bro? So you get in, right? So you dove into the, dove into the cold punch pool. First yeah. time ever, I was stoked. Um, first feeling, my whole body started shaking immediately. Complete fight or flight. Yeah. Get me out of this situation right now. Yeah. Got to bring it back with your breath work, right? Deep breath. You're safe. You're not going to die. You got to understand that. But your body's telling you that because it's a completely new situation. Um, The coldness kept getting stronger within and deeper into my body. So at first, I was like, oh, my skin's kind of cold, like taking a cold shower. And then I felt my blood in my body just start to freeze up. And my bones got super, super heavy as if like, you know, I can move my legs so freely right now. But it felt like I couldn't move my leg no matter what I did. Like there was like Mm. a 200 pound barbell on my leg. That's how I was feeling. Wow. Yeah. And so yeah. getting into like the, the actual freezing part of it, mm-hmm. um, it literally froze me where I was. And mm-hmm. the only thing keeping me from jumping out was just the mind, the mind mm-hmm. over matter, yeah. right? The breath work that was like, okay, you're feeling fucking insane. Just keep breathing. Trust yourself to do this. Yeah. And that was my first experience. And if you look at the video, I mean, I was hyper, I had a yeah. panic attack. Oh, for I sure. I was like, for <sighs> sure. I didn't think you were going to make it. I didn't think so either. But I, deep down, I think that's kind of what you have to tap into, right? Yeah. You're going to make it. And I yeah. think that's the whole, is that the whole point? Probably. Yeah. And I, th- and I think it helps the fact that we have a good group of guys that are like encouraging us the whole way. You know, like these yeah. guys have done it before. And like, they're just you know, like, hey, mind over matter, mind over matter, just encouraging you and just, just doing it with a group. Like if I was by myself, I probably would have jumped out sooner. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, the accountability was absolutely the account- Exactly. The accountability helped a lot. Yeah. Wow. It actually reminds me of, um, to go completely meta men here, um, (laughs) the triangle that they showed us, right? The, the, the action triangle, insight, action, endurance. Endurance, yeah. So we got this insight. We're like, yo, these, these, these cold plunges are amazing for you. Dopamine wise, chemically wise, mentally, physically. Yeah. Action, 
doing the damn thing. Doing the damn thing. But that endurance is what is the the missing piece for a lot of these things. Yeah. And the endurance of it, of guys looking at you saying, you're staying in there for minutes, 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 five yeah. minutes. Yeah. Um, and keeping that going. Three minutes. Was it three, three minutes? Three, 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 yeah. Three, yeah. I was not keeping track of time. I'll tell you that. Oh, believe me, I was. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> really? I was. I was like, where were we at? Down to the second. <laughs> that's, why, that's why I knew a minute and a half. Like, where am I at? Like, minute and a half. Okay. Oh, but yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, the endurance part of it, having the guys around is crazy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really shatters um, what you think you can do. Yeah, you know? absolutely. Right. Yeah, I think I would have jumped out after 10 seconds. Yeah. Well, you ready to do it again tomorrow? Every day, man. Yeah, do it every every day. single day. <laughs> Let's do it. Yeah, but I mean, what do, you, what do you think about your experience so far here? The MetaMen experience so far, it's been, it's already feeling like it's life-changing. We were on the beach talking about it, how we often compare ourselves to like our future, like our previous selves, like, oh, I was so happy two years ago. Yeah. But truly understanding that mentally you are a completely different person because of your experiences mm-hmm. and your new thoughts and your new patterns. Um, that's almost kind of an unfair way to like gauge happiness or depression or, sta- or anger because mm-hmm. you're a completely different person now. And so that's been a really big breakthrough. Um, but it just feels like it's breakthrough after breakthrough after breakthrough yeah. on who you really are. And I mean, that's invaluable. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. How was your MetaMan experience? We're on day one, right? Day yeah, day, it's, this is uh, well, our first full day. Our first full day. Yeah, day one, we just arrive, arrival and getting to know everybody. But um, I mean, so far it's been great, man. Um, it's good to see that there's a lot of similarities in terms of what all of us men are going through. And, you know, so everybody at this retreat is successful in their own right. And we are all going through, so, like, we're going through different things, but it's it's very similar experiences in a way. So it's, it's good to see that I'm not, I don't feel alone, you know? It's it's good to see that there's, there's other people doing it. And then also, um, even just Michelle, like, some of the things that she said... Um, how she's helping us, how do I put this? The questions, and I don't remember the prompts, I need to go back and look at them, but when she gave us that worksheet of prompts to actually ask ourselves and, and things to, to think about, these are like a lot of questions that I, I, I don't think about on a regular basis, and It's it's really made, making me think about the things the the parts of myself that I, I kind of avoid, you know the the uh, the, you know I try to I try to protrude my strengths, you know, but the prompts that she's the the, the questions that she's asking us it's definitely make me making me think about my weaknesses and how that's actually holding me back from be, becoming the best version of myself, you know. So um, I think it's great so far. Um, I've never done, I've never done any type of guided meditation, and that's been awesome. You know, you leave it. I've never done any type of guided meditation with an instructor. I've done YouTube guided meditation. I, I think, like you, you've done it too, right? Yeah. Um, but that's been great. I'm, I'm excited for the sound healing tonight. Um, yeah, I'm just excited. So far, day yeah. uh, first full day. So I'm sure there's gonna be a lot more. Shout out to Michelle. Uh, she's been an absolutely amazing experience here. Absolutely. And co-founder Noah, right? Yeah, absolutely. So. Yeah, they've both been great. Yeah. Both been great. One thing I love that she said was you have this masculine energy of just go, 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 Godspeed, run through things. How can you balance that with a feminine energy of more fluidity, mm. fluidity and control instead of 
going bull run, bull, bull run, horns down into things, which is yeah. what I personally related to the most. Yeah. You know, the I'm going to outwork you, outgrind you kind of yeah. mindset. Um, but how can you actually take control of that and do it all intentionally and with fluidness, fluidity? Yeah. Um, that was something that really hit hard. Yeah. And that's a feminine energy that you can either tap into yourself or that's her role in all of this. Her role, yeah. To that's, provide that like super stable thing. I yeah. think that's absolutely fascinating. Yeah, I remember she had said she's not trying to be one of us. She's trying to just bring her feminine energy to, to help us to go, through, go through that side. Exactly. But yeah, that's been great. Um, I do want to actually talk about something that's not necessarily meta man. Yeah. Because um, I don't know how... I'm, I mean, I, I'm going to just give you the footage, bro. Wherever the conversation goes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, I, know, I guess the ideas you had was metamen related. No, I was just thinking we could just talk. I just wanted to get warmed up, have some good conversation. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. we can talk about anything, honestly, dude. Yeah, yeah. What do you think hold... Do you think there's there's um, a main thing that holds most people back from from actually living life that they want? Yeah. What do, you think? what do you think is a very common trait? This is going to sound like very... A trait would be different than like a limiting belief, but... Both. A trait is close-mindedness or... Oh, I, I kind of... I kind of synonymously use it with like conviction. Like you think you are so right about something mm. that you don't explore the complete other side. And mm. uh, religion is the first thing that comes to mind, yeah. but it, it's, tr- it's transient into everything that we see. Yeah. But if you're a close-minded person and you're not open to experiencing things that are greater than you from a different part of the world even. Yeah. Uh, I know we just went through this, uh, this talk with our, our uh, Chinese healing therapist. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's been doing this for 17 years and has seen amazing results. And some people will immediately dismiss that as some woo-woo shit, right? Yeah. But what if you learn one thing about how your body operates that completely changes something for you, mm-hmm. right? Like if you have like an upset stomach because of something you eat, but you haven't figured it out what it is yet, but there's an equal and opposite thing that will actually help your stomach to digest that kind of stuff. That one piece of knowledge could be 40 years of happier living, yeah, absolutely. And like, even if that alone has so much value into it. So I think close-mindedness, to answer your question, close-mindedness and like a conviction that what you're doing is exactly what you should be doing and what everyone should be doing. Because mm-hmm. if you're doing something, it's often because you believe it to be really productive or it helps you in some sort of way. Yeah. So having that trait of just being able to break down your own barriers, that's a trait I see a lot of people just constantly eat shit with. <laughs> Yeah, man. But I mean, also, I, I think it's it's really hard to do that, especially if you've been trained to to think a certain way since since you can think. You know, we're all supposed to go down this narrow path. Yeah. So we think yeah. that's the right thing to do. So. Yeah. So how would you how would you help if somebody? Let's let's run through a situation. If somebody you know is closed minded about a topic, how would you just talk with them? To give me an example of a topic. Uh, let's talk about fitness. So close-minded in the sense that they don't feel like it's important? Yeah. Oh, wow. Um, let me tell you the ways. <laughs> it's yeah. important. How, yeah, I mean, yeah. Since, since we were running through the jungle, man, like we, we've, been, we've been active. This is the first, we haven't been this sedentary for that long in terms of human, the human experience, the human existence. So obviously we can see in, in the data what it's done, like especially in Texas. You know, like what, it's like 65% obesity. Oh my um, God! Is that something? It's something. <laughs> it's it's over fifty percent, and it's insane. That's insane. That's insane. I actually um, no idea. Yeah, but um, 
here's the thing. When it, when it comes to fitness, you know, people think gym, lifting weights, blah, blah, blah. No, your fitness can be anything, like anything that makes you get up and move. So be, most people have, you know, they, they, they work from home or they work from an office. They sit, they sit down. We're working on computers. No, get up and move. Going for a walk. Walks are fucking amazing. I've seen, I've seen uh, people lose 30, 40, 50 pounds from just walking every day, getting in 10,000 steps and then changing their diet. Um, so as far as fitness, if they're saying like fitness isn't important, I just, <sighs> you're going to shorten your life if you don't move, period. You know, if you see anything in life that doesn't move as much as seems lifeless, that includes us. Rocks, humans that are sedentary, same thing. Yeah. We need to move. So um, hopefully that wasn't too much of a woo-woo answer. No, that, I think you nailed it. Yeah. Down to like the ancestral yeah, yeah. bond of us running through jungles. Yeah, yeah. that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. Great answer, man. Yeah, but yeah. Um, but I think everyone knows that. I mean, do you, do you have anybody in your life who just doesn't think fitness is, like who literally is like fitness isn't necessary? Or like yeah, health? most of my family. Really? Yeah. I'm, I'm the, do, like, they, do they not believe that it's necessary or they just don't care to do it? They don't prioritize it. Okay. Yeah, like they'll go like once a month. Um, yeah. And it's like, the way that I see it is like, okay, there's so much friction in your life because you're doing so many things that you don't really want to do mm. that you don't even have the energy to do the things that you want to. Yeah. It's a, it's kind of like a monkey brain, like survival, not to say monkey brain, but it's like a mammal brain, monkey brain survival instinct. Yeah. Where you don't have control over what you're doing. And so the things that actually maintain your longevity are just deprioritized because it doesn't do something immediately for you. It's right, a long-term right. game. So it's like you're, you're borrowing from you're borrowing from yourself tomorrow to fill today. Yeah. But tomorrow's gonna get closer and closer the more you don't do fitness. Yeah. So yeah. it's really really hard to it's really hard to see it's really hard to process that. Yeah, it's hard to see. Um, but it's also a very big driver as to why, you know, guys like us are in shape because we've seen the other side of it and how people live into it and in a way like you're running away from that. Yeah. And so. Yeah, I see why. Yeah, it's been important as shit, dude. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I'm one of the things that um, I even I need to prioritize even more in, in fitness is mobility, and I've learned that today. Wow, <laughs> I've learned that today. Yeah, it's very humbling. <laughs> yeah, our boy Bray was running us through the, the fitness and mobility game. Yeah, yeah. Man, how are your ankles feeling? Um, I, I, at first, bro, I'm like, I don't know if I can even do this. Like as long as you, as long as we're in those positions, I'm like, there's no way. Like, like they were in so much pain. But another, that was a little bit more mind over matter. I just haven't really moved my ankles in that way in a long time. Clearly, um, so um, yeah, I just need to get back to. I just need to get used to it. Um, even Kier, Kier was saying that, you know, he trains 55 plus communities, and he's like, man, like, yeah, you got to work on your mobility. Like, I, I've seen what happens when you don't. And that's, you know, he's, he's, he's working with those people all the time. So it's like, yeah, I need to step it up. I'm, I'm still young and 32, but, you know, if, I, if I'm not working on it now, I don't, I don't want to. I, I, everyone wants to age as gracefully as possible. And fortunately or unfortunately, you're going to have to do things that aren't necessarily comfortable. But um, you're going to feel good in the long run. You know what I mean? Absolutely. So, Yeah. Mobility is gonna be a new uh, a new um, priority for me, definitely. And and as I've gotten older, I've actually so I used to work out six days a week, 
pure just demon mode as much weight as possible. <laughs> just fuck shit up. Yeah. And um, now I've cut it down to five days a week. And that's why I asked Noah what he, like what his workout routine is because he seems pretty, um, his mobility seems pretty good. He talks about he runs. Uh, he's still jacked. And um, I've, I've been thinking about cutting it to four and then and using that extra time to put into other things like mobility and even getting into fighting and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, like boxing. But... It's more more athletic endeavors. Yeah, exactly. I think it, I think it's it's good to be well rounded. It's you know being able to walk around like a tank looks cool, but yeah, it's you feel like a tank. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> You're slow and burly, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, very limited use. Yeah, I want to be able to run in the jungle, bro. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, because you see people who can sprint through a jungle. Yeah, yeah. You know, like they got these iron feet and their their hips are super mobile and it's it's, it's so admirable, man. Yeah, man. But yo, it's just it's. Things like this are great, man. It's just good to be able to be in nature. Um, even uh, this, I mean, this. I'm gonna bring this back to Austin, but I mean, obviously Austin is nowhere near as beautiful as this. But when I think about my thought process, I'd be like, should I ever move back to Dallas? It's, I don't think I should because of how much more outside activities in nature Austin has to offer, if that makes mm-hmm. sense. I know I just completely threw this conversation to a different direction, but no, I think it's, um, it's a good point. I do think nature is very important, um, and being around it, being in a concrete jungle. I mean, you can you can dig in and, and get to work, but at some point you need to get out like this. I think it's important. Yeah, you know the one thing gra- that I really we don't noticed. Get grounded enough. Like, what was that? So we don't get grounded enough. But what what do you notice? The one thing that I noticed is like how much stimulation we have access to. Like I realized I have a window that's like by a pool that's always popping. And like my phone's like right by my face and I have three screens on my desk now and just working. And I'm like this whole retreat, no electronics. I've had my phone like an hour a day. Yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, this is like, I feel myself craving it nonstop. Like I start tweaking and I'm reaching my pocket whenever we're at dinner and talking and I get disengaged. I feel myself reaching for my phone. I'm not even wearing pants right now. So I don't even have a way to carry my phone around without losing it. Um, Very intentional. Uh, But yeah, I realized like being out in this nature, there's, like a natural stimulation here that we don't get. And it's probably a lot healthier saying, look at that beautiful bird and look at the trees and the nature and soaking yeah. that in versus doom scrolling on your damn phone. Yeah. You know, but it fills a very similar hole. Yeah, except for one, um, I think feels at the right pace. Uh, you know, the doom scrolling is just, it, all that dopamine, those rushes, it's just, it's just uh, eventually it turns into anxiety. It's overstimulation. Overstimulation. Yeah, it's it's frying us, man. It's yeah. frying us. Like attention spans are at an all-time low. Yeah. But it takes an attention span to learn and do and fulfill anything. That's not a good trend. Yeah, it's not. Let's think about that so, for a second. <laughs> so, so do you, do you think that? <laughs> oh my god. Do you think we're trending in a what? How did that fall off? I don't know, but I thought it was a bug. Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> Give me it. <a>, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This thing you, falls on you in the jungle. You, you literally thought that was a bug, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I literally showed it to you before I put it on. Okay, I just felt that. I didn't see it. <laughs> Did it fall off? You knocked it off. This thing is... I, I screw it in so it shouldn't come off. <laughs> yeah, just clip it, bro. Yeah, just clip it on to you. But, um... 
Yeah, what do you, what do you think? You're saying this. Um, what, what did you say? What, what do you think about the overstimulation of like the, the trend that we're going with with the overstimulation of our society? Do you think it's? Do you think we'll ever get over that hump, or do you think it's gonna it's going in the wrong direction? It's going in the wrong direction, and I, I was I was realizing this. If you like go on TikTok and Instagram on in like China, for example, this is uh-huh. a huge. You can look this up. Instagram in China. They're not pushing OnlyFans content, and they're not pushing thirst traps, and they're not pushing like they're not pushing that stuff. Yeah, they have more control over it. Yeah, and so people's algorithms are educationable, educational, political, knowledgeable, and so the rate that we can consume information is at an all-time high, which I think is an amazing thing. That's yeah. going to be amazing for our generation. We're going to be able to pull up this, the the winning practices, the winning rituals, the winning stories throughout generations of history at our fingertips, yeah. and apply that to ourselves, and then make it better. Yeah, right. It's the concept of like standing on the shoulders of giants, Absolutely. people who have already done the work. And then as a community and a society, we like take one step further. Yeah. We can take those steps further a lot faster now. I think I read something that the information on the internet doubles every year now. Really? Which I think, maybe it might be seven years. I don't know, I gotta figure that out. But it's fascinating stat. Um, but if you know and you have discipline to control what you consume, you're gonna be a top 1% human fast. Yeah. But... If you cannot do that, you're gonna get absolutely shafted yeah. by, the, by the, the dopamine rushing content that just does not fill any basic human need. Yeah. It's, it's usually just running away or trying to distract yourself from something. But you know, instead of trying to run away from something, you can run to it. I want to run to a more healthier life. So how, how, do, you, um, how, do, you stay, how do you stay away from getting distracted by those things? Well, the first thing is awareness. Like, you got to acknowledge that you're being distracted by these things. Yeah. If you don't think you are, then, you know, yeah. can't help you. Um, but it starts with, like, an audit of, like, your time. Yeah. Like, take, like, a two-hour block every day and meticulously track, like, what you're doing. You're going to realize how much time you spend on this shit. Um, and so what I would do is, first is, it's a habit. So it's a habit to do this to yourself, right? To watch things. You just, you, sometimes you might open your Instagram and start scrolling without even thinking about it. It's a habit. Yeah. Um, so you got to make that habit as frictionable as add as much friction to that habit as possible. So something, an example, a very tangible example would be like Instagram. Mm. I deleted my personal Instagram. I deactivated my personal Instagram. Yeah. And now for me to get onto an Instagram account where it's not coaching content or construction content, my two businesses, um, I have to reactivate my account, type in my password, which I changed to some random Google Saved passwords yeah. with like 15 different letters. So yeah. I got to log into my other email to do that. Two, yeah. Two-step verification. And by the time I realize I have to do all this, yeah, usually yeah. my sober mind is like, dude, by the way, that Instagram feed is just girls and partying and EDM, yeah. which I don't even associate with anymore. Yeah. Like I don't even associate with like those things as productive to me. Yeah. So that's one way. It's to add as much friction to these things as possible. It's a, it's a concept from uh, Atomic Habits. Mm. He's like, okay, you got a problem. Let's say you watch way too much TV. Yeah. Whenever you get this spout of energy that like calls you to stop watching TV, you're like, damn, I'm really investing so much into that. Take like two minutes, unplug your TV, take the remote, put it in a high cabinet, take the TV if you want and throw it in your garage. You can do that in like three minutes, mm. maybe four minutes. Um, but that random spout of energy that you have, which is like your inner self saying you don't need to be doing this, you can use that energy and do something that makes it so hard for you to do the bad habit that you won't do it anymore. Because now to watch TV, you have to go bring in a TV, plug yeah. it in, find a remote, and then turn it on. And then hopefully in that like 10 minute setup that you just now have, you can click back in 
yeah. and uh, break the habit because it's, it's friction. That's all it is. I got a little feedback for you on your on your speaking. What's that? You can cut cut the uh, the I don't know the the maybes. Oh, be- when I speak, yeah, in like general, some filler words. Yeah, yeah, because like it'll be like a topic that you do have a good story about. You just need to think about it for a sec. Yeah, and gather your thoughts. But you say like I don't know maybe or something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's better to just like, say nothing. Better to just think. Yeah, I, I need whenever I know that I'm supposed to do that. I think Obama. Nice. That's because perfect. Obama really. Pays attention to what he says before he says it. And if he's not gonna have, if he's not gonna know what he's saying next, he's definitely pausing a lot. And he seems very calculated. Anyways, I think Obama. So I need to keep thinking Obama. That's perfect. Yeah. I close my door. Yeah. I'm that you see go out. Yeah. You want to switch topics? Keep talking. Yeah, keep talking. We were, we were, we were talking about something. Habits. Else. Yeah. Habits creating friction. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think what you said was great. Habits. Yeah, creating friction. Oh, oh yeah, I was going to go into That's actually why I don't have a TV in my room. T, uh, the reason I don't... See, I said, uh. The reason that I don't have a TV in my room is because I always want that to be a place of rest and build that habit of it being a place of rest, not staying up and watching TV. So I have a TV in my living room and I have one in my podcast room for work. But there's... I haven't had a TV in my room for six years. I've always kept it that way. That's awesome. Yeah. That's a real study. Um, the healthiest relationships, they like analyze those. Yeah. The bedroom needs to be only for sex, intimacy, yeah. and sleep and rest. Yeah. Everything else, eating, TV, anything else, work, laptop yeah. stuff, yeah. out of there. Yeah. And when you get into your bed, you'll magically become horny, you'll be ready for your partner, and you'll be ready to rest, whatever the vibe is. Yep. Fascinating thing. That's, that's crazy. I didn't even... Yeah, uh, something I've like heavily implemented. Wow, yeah. Yeah, my bedroom is just my bed, and it's like blacked-out curtains. Yeah, same. Nice. Yeah, same you know, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you probably realize it works, but that's like there's like a real thing behind that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I figured, but yeah, I just started doing it well, a long time ago. Yeah. And yeah, it works. And how's the rest been? Rest is great. Oh, yeah, I mean, what's... Like, what, yeah, I, I, yeah I've, I've really... I don't remember the last time I've had trouble really sleeping when I want to sleep. You know, if I've stayed up, it's because I've wanted to stay up and work mostly. But mm-hmm. when, when it's time to go to sleep, I walk in my bedroom and I fall right asleep. Because, yeah, I've set up a sanctuary. It's conditioned. It's a yeah. system. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. You know what I was thinking about? That would be absolutely amazing content, in my opinion, in my humble opinion. If the, the panel idea you had, Right, about picking up like the viral clips about like yeah. mental health, wellness, or even current events. Mm-hmm. Just having like our take on that too. Yeah. Because we can do that without a panel. We can just kind of like spit Like do it right now? We can do that right now. Yeah. Because like, we can literally watch a video right now from my phone. I'll play it on the <laughs> screen. Like so I'll basically put the exact same video on the screen when I edit it. That's so fire. And yeah. So yeah, yeah. That's, that, that's what Apple and Preach does. They play it from their phone. I'm just being extra. By it's just you TV. looking at by it. Being then, t- by buying a TV, I, I'm just being extra. But. Okay, bet. But yeah, even yeah. on the short-term reels, we would just yeah. be looking at our phones. Or no, it would be like the video, like the, the screen I recording. Scre- I will literally show that video. Like, so if it's this video, it'll be Shrunken down. in the corner right here nice. so they can see what we're watching. Yeah. Or it'll, it'll take up the whole screen. I'm like, oh yeah, check out this video. And then we comment on it. Like I'll literally put it over the whole screen, you know, cut back and forth, however I want to do it. Mm-hmm. Bet, bet, bet. So, yeah. I think um, the way I do it where it actually like increases watch time is the first idea you had. Sh- showing the whole thing. No, like, like screenshot your screen real quick. Screenshot? Yeah. 
literally like this. It's so like the video, a little bit bigger than that. Oh, like yeah, the video like will right be there. like, yeah, but when we're looking down at it or we're watching something, so people know it's a reaction video. Uh, and they'll stay and watch that entire clip, actually. Uh, yeah. And so they're consuming good content, and then also yeah, yeah. they get the reaction. So I think I actually saved something that I wanted to talk about. Yeah. This is also really good practice. Yeah, I don't really like that clip, though. Take. Are you looking for a hot take? No. It could okay. be anything. Okay, perfect. This guy I like. You know who's not your friend? The people that sat idly by while you destroyed yourself and they kept their mouth shut the entire time, not expressing any concern whatsoever. And then only when you try to better yourself do they start acting concerned. Oh, you're working too hard. That's not sustainable. That's not healthy. You shouldn't keep doing that. You know why they say that? Because they want you to be better just not better than them. They know that if you keep going down the path you're going down, you're gonna make them look bad. And they don't want that. So they choose to sit there and watch you destroy yourself, and they choose to not cheer you on when you start doing better. Those people are not your friends. You know who's not your friends? Have you ever had a friend like that? Yes. Really? Many. Many friends like that. Who will cheer on your success when it's convenient for them, but as soon as you're doing something bigger than that, Ghost, cut off, talk shit, flip the switch, find a way to bring you down because you've clearly ascended that level. Mm. Ton, that happened a lot to me in college. Really? A lot. Is it because you were the leader of your fraternity? That caused a lot of, yeah. That made like a pretty big division of the fraternity like just automatically see me in a different light. The guys who didn't understand the very abundant vision that I had for the guys. Mm -hmm. And I'm not acting like I'm some like supreme leader who has all his shit together. Yeah. But I knew how to run a freaking chapter, and I knew what we needed to do to get there. What, what was the goal for your fraternity? So we, as a fraternity, you're ranked on like a bunch of things, like your social impact, your philanthropy, your brotherhood metrics, your, your contribution to society. Like the goal of a fraternity is to contribute to your campus, to be very useful to your campus. Okay. And we just happen to throw some banging parties too. But that, that day to day, like yeah. the six days a week you're not out doing something, you're contributing to the campus by bringing it life, by bringing it community, by bringing it friendship, by making it a lively place to be in, yeah. by throwing philanthropy events, by doing you know show outs, cook offs, just making it a fun place to be and building a community that way. So where was the friction in terms of these friends that were actually je jealous of you? And Yeah, it was, um, jealousy is one way to put it. The friction was they had a different idea that they were not ready to communicate. They had a different idea for how things should be ran, but they were not willing to make that known. And so it turned into like a silent resentment. Because um. the guys who came to me and said, I don't know how to do, or I don't want this to go this way, you should really think twice about this, how are you gonna run this? That you respect. Those are the guys I put in my chairs. That was my vice president, my new member educator, my recruitment chair. Yeah. Those guys who had the balls to, to push their vision, I'm not like trying to like one man show this. I couldn't. Yeah. It's a it's a group effort. That's like what our values are based on. So I would put those guys in powerful positions to implement their change. Yeah. And we still have like my swagger on top of it, but it was almost autonomously them. So I think a lesson for people like the the ones that who t silently were talking shit on your back would be for them to actually voice themselves and not I think yeah. they're they're more scared to actually bring forth their idea and they kind of take mm -hmm. that fear out on you. If that makes sense. Exactly. But I'm very big on personal responsibility for these things. Yeah. And so I take it on myself that maybe I didn't create an environment that let them express that. Or there's something about me that they might not have been comfortable with. But you're, you're absolutely right. They, 
they, there was something that held them back from expressing how they should feel. And so we've, we've implemented strategies like anonymous surveys, we've done like very specific things like that. Yeah. But yeah, directly, if you notice something going wrong at that level as like a president of a group, yeah. I mean, there's only so much you can give into. And if, if something is a majority opinion, it usually comes up. Yeah. But if you're somebody who resents somebody for doing that, for trying to make something happen bigger and greater than it was the year before, um, just look in the mirror. <laughs> have you had anybody more recent in your life that have wanted you to not, to you know, they, they, they don't want to see, you can tell that they don't want to see you succeed more than them. Do you have anybody that's more recent than being? Yeah, absolutely. A lot of my drinking buddies. Really? Because I'm very consciously trying to sober up. Really? Um, yeah. And so it's, it's a vice group I have. Something that's like significantly altering my time and how I process things. And Is so, it a vice group? Vice grip. It's something that's like squeezing something out of you. Yeah. Like you're, everybody has a vice, the thing that holds them back that they can't really beat. Mm-hmm. And so mine was alcohol. Um, but yeah, I've had friends like that. Um, a lot of drinking buddies, a lot of like old friends who they watch. It's crazy how this works. So let me do this to my, <laughs> I know I'm pissed. So it's crazy how this works. The friends who watched me struggle this last year were so supportive. They were like, man, like, just keep grinding. You're going to get through this. Keep working out. Just keep your mind tight. Keep putting the hours in, 16-hour days, whatever it takes. Yeah. I was 40K in debt. Last month, I pulled in 55K. Yeah. Positive. So I paid off all that debt and then made more profit. And then that, same friends, completely quiet with the support. Almost not even hitting me up anymore. And it's crazy because, like, when you're down bad, they really support you because it makes them feel better about themselves. And then when you do in a month what they make in a year, yeah. two types of people. Abundant mindset, so people will learn from that and they will say, Shark, what did you do to do this? Absolutely. And I will give them everything. That's yeah. what I'm doing, that's the Rainmaker model, right? Yeah. I'm giving them everything. To the guys who will listen, everything. One-on-ones, pure knowledge drop, whatever. Some guys will take that personally or make them insecure or have a scarcity mindset around it where it's like, man, he's got lucky. And then they'll, they'll still stay in this like shell of comfort that they have for themselves. So do you, but do you think that it's it's just silence or do you do you know that people are actively rooting against you? Like where's, where's the evidence of that? And maybe, am I digging too deep into your No, that's life? a great question. That's a great question, I'll, I'll talk about it, let's see. Let me think. Or, or if, it's, is it a situation where people invite you out and you say no? And they're upset about the fact that you aren't doing that? Yeah, that's, that's one example. Okay. Bro, you've changed. You used to fucking rip it in college. Yeah. That was so much fun. What happened to that? Actively guilting me for uh, their benefit. People would, here's a common theme in my life. People would use me for their entertainment and I would let them. I would let people use me for their entertainment. Mm-hmm. I would be the guy who rips a bunch of shots and says hilarious jokes and acts out at parties and yeah. is belligerent. Um, and I had a lot of fun doing that, but it no longer serves me. Yeah. But that's an identity, once again, personal responsibility. It's an identity that I built for myself yeah. that I'm now facing the backlash with. And so I built friends in those communities, but the basis of it was something that was so shaky yeah. that if I don't identify that, I'd pretty much lose that friend because wow. there's no real authentic connection there. Yeah, you're kind of like a, I don't want to say a clown, but. Yeah, I like the clown, yeah. But it's crazy, my brother actually, my brother Philip is very similar. He's a very he's 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 the energetic guy. He's he's the life of the party. 
it's interesting how you've been able to take that energy and refocus it somewhere else. I know from what I've seen from him, it's definitely has drained him sometimes. And I think what I've seen him do after, you know, after he's done being the life of the party, done entertaining everybody else, he'll actually go into hiding almost. Like he'll just stop talking to everybody for a while. Have you ever done that in your life? Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. He feels like he, he can't provide that energy right now, so he, he's, he can't be around people anymore. He'll, he'll go ghost for like a couple months and then come back. Yep. And then the cycle repeats. Yeah, it's like a, it's almost like a people pleaser thing. It's yeah. like you're so worried about what people think about you that you put this front up of pure energy and excitement, yeah. even if it's not really what you're feeling. Yeah. And people love that. People love people like that. People love energetic people. Wow. But to put that responsibility on yourself to fill somebody that. else's bucket. Yeah, you can't sustain that. You can't sustain it. You're going to burn out and ghost people. I've yeah. done that before a lot. Yeah. And I realized, I was like, it's because I don't feel like I can be my authentic self with people. Mm. And when you feel that way, you tend to really retreat. That was my action. I was feeling like I couldn't be authentic. I was feeling inauthentic. So my resulting action was retreat, hide, yeah. ignore. Yeah, I think that's right? what he would, do. he would do the same Because thing. my thought behind all of it was... People won't like me if I'm energetic. Or people only people only like me when you're energetic. Yeah. And some of that proof is from some of the people saying, you've changed. You're not being this person for me. So some people will only like you when you're energetic, but I don't think those are the right people that will propel mm-hmm. you forward in life. Yeah, well said. The people that are trying to get stuff from you rather than the people who are trying to go run alongside with you. Yeah. You know? And that's actually made me understand why people preserve their energy. Yeah. Like they only preserve a certain energy for the people they trust. Yeah. Because somebody like you, I can give a shitload of my belligerent energy to. And it'd be a great time. <laughs> yeah. But I also trust that like when that energy is down or I need to, like your, your, your consultation on something or if I need you to help me with something. Yeah. And that's also there. Yeah, I'll be there. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, like, it's like a 100% relationship. It's getting dark and it probably can't see us right now. And cool. we're going to have to be... 20 minutes and 20 minutes. I think we got some stuff in there. Yeah. Um, it's, but it's, even, it's, even to continue this conversation we're off camera. The Sacred Jealous Podcast.